Welcome, everybody, to another installment of Innovation Crush. My name is Chris Denson. Uh, to my left, you forgot to echo, man. This, uh, oh, sorry. 2014. Sorry. Innovation there Crush. There it is. Because he usually does a really awesome uh, echo. Um, but And also to my right, I have a really cool special cool. guest co-host today. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and say hello to everyone? Hi, everyone. This is Stephanie Harris Byers. And uh, I'm an alum of Michigan State University. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but I've been in Los Angeles a really long time, so I, uh, I claim this home now. Nice. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, and what do you do in town? I'm a producer. Film, television, theater, special events, children's parties. You name it. Awesome. Then you're going to have a really um, exciting time speaking with the man on, uh, on the show today, uh, Isaiah Mustafa. Say hello, please. Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. That's great. Um, so how many Innovation Crush episodes have you listened to? <laughs> uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, the answer is always all you of mean, them. How many have I not listened to? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to start off by saying actually a uh, happy early birthday. Well, dude, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's 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 in February, but yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's early enough. Uh, did you do you deliberately plan it as as close to uh, Valentine's Day as? <laughs> yeah, as I, I I was in the womb, and I said, "Listen, hold on, just a couple more days, because it'll be Valentine's Day, and then I'll get double presents and double kisses from women." <laughs> <laughs> so Good don't don't have. Oh my God, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> So for the audience out there, uh, Isaiah Mustafa is most commonly known as the face of the um, Old Spice Smell Like Your Man movement. Um, and uh, He's on a horse. <laughs> and and one piece of it, yes. Um, so tell from, you know, you, you gave, gave us a little bit about your womb experience, um, but tell us a little bit about uh, who Isaiah Mustafa is, where you come from, what's your background, a little, just a, a little bit of a 101 on you. Oh, you, okay. Uh, you, oh, you, you want a little, like, a refresher course. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I grew up in and around Southern California, um, I lived everywhere from Orange County to Ventura County to Los Angeles, uh, went to high school up in Oxnard, um, California, then promptly got out of there cause it was nothing to do and, uh, <laughs> moved to, um, no, nah, don't get me wrong. I, I love my Oxnard peoples, but let's be real. There's not much going on up in Oxnard. Um, you, you, you rarely even hear the word Oxnard. Like ever. that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're, they're beautiful people, beautiful beaches. People are sweet and nice. But for me, I just wanted a little something more. And I came from L.A. up to Oxnard, so to come back to L.A. was natural. So um, I we moved down, or I moved down to Santa Monica. Went to Santa Monica College for a bit, and then I went to Moorpark College. Got a scholarship to Arizona State. Played a little football. Um, got picked up by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, played four years in the NFL for the Titans, Browns, Seahawks, and Raiders. Oh, you did and, you uh, and came back <laughs> home and decided to, to pursue my acting career that I'd always wanted to get into. So um, that was like 2000, 2001. And then, you know, struggled as an actor. <laughs> Excuse me. Was, <laughs> success, was successful as a bartender for five or ten years. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, you know, I got a big break in 2010 with Old Spice, and, and it's been it's been pretty awesome ever since. Isaiah, I have a question for you. So I yes. think I read somewhere that 
you didn't play high school football. You decided to play football in like junior college. Is that correct? That is that is correct. I I did, and 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 just to give you, you're you're the Michigan State alum, correct? I am. Well, I am too. I'm going to claim that since it's a oh, Rose Bowl. Victory. Okay, well, great because I played with Michigan Michigan State, um, the the amazing Michigan State All Star and NFL uh, probably Hall of Famer one day, future Hall of Famer, Derek Mason. Oh wow! Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I played. We were rookies together on Tennessee. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, what year was that? Yeah, D Mace. No, <laughs> I said, what year was that? Your rookie season. Uh, that was '97. Okay. Okay. I'm a I'm a big football girl. As a matter of fact, I'm married to a ex player, football coach. He coaches at the JC level at Elko. So go Warriors. Okay. So so let me ask you this, right? Like, um, what? what? Uh, you've obviously made this uh, a huge transition from athletics to bartending to, to acting. Uh, um, what what kind of discipline do you pull from your football experience when the camera's on? Right when you, as far as your acting career has gone, um, and a very you know an extensive uh, background in, in athletics, what do you see the similarities? What are some of the things that you pull from you know uh, in your in your craft today? Um, you know, honestly, uh, I think, I think this goes with a lot of, a lot of things. I'm, I can't speak for, uh, like in the business world too much, but, um, I try my best just not to think, uh, and just kind of let, let things just react to things and let things happen because that's, that's what I, as an athlete, that's what I did. I never thought too much about, um, running a route. I just knew the route to run and I went and ran it. So that's, pretty much the same way I do things now as an actor. I, I, if I get, um, you know, I get lines or I get a script or something, I don't, I, I dissect it to a degree into a point and I get into it, you know, and I, I develop a, a character, but I don't overthink it. Um, once, once I'm on set, I just kind of, I, I get the feeling of what, where I want to go. And I just, I go with that feeling. That's great. So, I mean, walk us through like your the audition process, right, where you walk into the room and putting that in, in place. Because, you know, I think it, it, getting outside of your own head is easier said than done, especially when there's, you know, when you've been bartending for five years, right? And you like, obviously, you've, you've been trying and trying and going to auditions, um, but there's always that voice in your head. And when you go in this room and, you know, the the Old Spice you comes out, um, just walk us through that audition process and, and what that was like. Uh, okay. Um, now you're, I got two questions for you now, or I gotta, I gotta clarify. Now, do you want the, the audition process for old spice or do you saying my uh, general internally audition? for you? Right. And, and specifically when it came to the old spice opportunity. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, it's kind of changed. I'll, I'll be honest with you. From that that day until now, it's it's. I've actually gained like a lot more experience. So, it's it's changed a lot, and I'm I'm not as um. I just I just I I kind of cut cut the fat. You know, I don't do some of the things I used to do so much anymore. Um, I the best example to give is, is like you know uh if you're running. If you're running a you know a, a route, let's say you're running a um. A crossing route, like a like a like a fifteen yard crossing in, you know. There's all these little things you do, like you know, you get off the line, you you know, you get past your defender, then you if you get past the defender, you get back on top of him, like you you pass him, you know, and then you you kind of turn to the outside, then cut in, you know. Right. But um, if you look at the really good receivers, th- they do all that 
without you even knowing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just they just do that. Like it's you don't you don't you don't witness any of that activity going on. All you see is him running straight up the field, coming in, catching the ball, and you're like, wow, that looked amazing. But you don't see all those little fine points that he did, you know, within the within the route. And I think it's very similar um, in in acting or going for me at least. I can't speak for everyone, but going into an audition, there's certain things that I want to do. Um, when I go in there and, uh, for example, I just want to, I just want to be at ease with where I've, wherever I am so that I can, I can tell this story through this character, whoever I'm, I'm auditioning as. Um, and so there's just a couple things that I like to do that I kind of get my head, uh, you know, in the right headspace, which mo- mostly it's just me, um, breathing, you know, it's not, it's not really, a uh, like a mystical thing. It's just me taking the time to take a couple deep breaths and really, um, be that character, you know, just step into that, that person. Right. Right. Um, and I had this interesting question written down. Um, I was going to say, ignore your contract for a second (laughs) (laughs) if you can, but does it feel great or does it suck to be known as the old spice guy? Uh, that's not even a contract question. I, I was ready for something crazy. Uh, oh, I'll go crazy. I was that was just a warm up. Oh, you'd be surprised, man. Um, so so no, you know, here's the thing. You you, you got to keep everything in perspective, you know. And and, and a lot of times uh, people are on the outside looking in, and then they they think like, wow, you know, I wouldn't want that to happen, or I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be known as that, or whatever it is. But you have to really put things into perspective because the the Old Spice campaign. And uh, that character of the man your man could smell like, you know, without that character, I could have been bartending a few more years to try to get that break that I was looking for. So no matter what happens, um, I have to respect that that character and that opportunity brought more opportunity. So um, never once have I ever been anything but appreciative and uh, thankful for that moment. So um, I, I, I revel in being the old spice guy. I enjoy it. I like it. Um, You smell great. Yeah, exactly. It's fun to me. I never smell bad, you know, whatever. Women Uh, think you're dreamy. What's this now? I said, women think you're dreamy. You you know what? That's, that's one of those things that kind of is a double edged sword, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's not a bad problem. It's not the worst thing. It's not the worst. There are worse problems to have. Definitely. Yes. Um, Let's put it this way. I have a face for podcasting. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Not even for radio. Just <laughs> got Fair enough. He's lying. He's lying. No, you know, it, it's funny that you say that about putting it in perspective because the one thing that popped in my, my head, which is really random, was this idea of uh, Bob Dover who played uh, Gilligan. Yeah. And he had like, to, like later, you know, later after Gilligan was long gone, he had a lot of sad interviews because like he felt like. There was nothing else for him. People always looked at him as Gilligan. Oh, he was Dobie yeah, Gillis first. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But once Gilligan happened, you know. I'm that... dating myself, aren't I? <laughs> yes. I was like, Dobie I who? I entered of, of, uh, of excellence. And so forgive me for correcting you, but it's Bob Denver. That's all. <laughs> oh. Sorry. You know, it's fine. I, yes, thank you. <laughs> see? I, I just want to give the man, you know, his his due. That's yeah. all. We just wanted to see if you were awake. That's yeah, all. exactly. 
Okay, no worries. <laughs> I'm here. Now I feel as intimidated as I did when I first saw your commercials. No. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pussy cat. No worries. <laughs> so, you know, just kind of like you, you talked about building off of that success, right? When you look at the experience that you're having now and just being able to do things. You know, um, we look at on this show, we also look at like a lot of businesses and marketing tactics and just really smart things that are in the marketplace, including the, you know, the Old Spice effort. Um, how do you approach like riding that wave of success? Right. Because you might ride it and then you end up like Ben Dover or whatever his name is. Just kidding. I know. It's killing me. <laughs> and, 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 and you, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no. And, and it's sink or swim. Right. Like you you have a tremendous opportunity. And, and I think you mentioned earlier, like, you, you know, you have a production company in the works and there's some other things. How did you go about like riding that wave of success where a lot of people are like, all right, this is it. And they don't put forth the right kinds of efforts to, to hit the next level or to sustain? Yeah, I think what you have to do is have it, it's the people you have around you a lot of times. You can pick the wrong people or you can pick the right people or you can micromanage and do it all yourself, which I think is a bad idea. But um, I just ha- I happen to have I trust, uh, you know, I trust the people I have around me to make sure that I don't make uh, the wrong decisions. And I'm not saying that I've, I haven't made bad decisions or wrong decisions, but um with the right people, I think you, they can kind of get you back on track if you tend if you tend to like you know go oops I made a mistake there I shouldn't have done that or shouldn't have done this. They can kind of pull you back on the track. Um, but um, as far as riding the wave goes, you don't it, it's a it's it's like riding a wave with a blindfold because you don't know where it's going. You don't know have you have no idea you know which direction it's going to turn. So. Um, you can't even see the wave. It's behind you. You know what I'm saying? It's a, you always see the wave in retrospect. You don't, right. you don't ever see it out in front of you. So, um, right. Like, I, I, I don't think you're, you're necessarily writing it. It's more like being shot out of a cannon and just kind of, um, you know, you know, avoiding things that may come at you. Right. Um, or, or accepting things that may come at you. Um, it's not, it's, it's hard. It's hard, I guess for, for, um, most people. Um, I, it, it definitely wasn't easy for me. Uh, to deal with um, things that I hadn't expected, and there's, there's some things you do expect, and you think, "Oh, that's great," um, or "or I didn't like that." But you know, for the things that you don't expect, um, you know, it, it's you just it's just like every day. It's like it's like living your life. You know, you, you, <laughs> if you get if you're driving through traffic and somebody swerves in front of you, you have to make a decision. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off and, and swerve in front of you on the road. That was, that was no, sorry. it's all good. I, I, you know, what I mean, like you throwing the finger at me. <laughs> I didn't realize it was you. I'm sorry, um, uh, Stephanie. You were going to. Yeah, I was going to ask you a question, Isaiah. Sure. I, so, would you ever become a restaurateur again? Because I noticed that you no, had a, no. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> that's a tough business. It really is. But yeah, did you do it because that's why I answered you so fast? Because I, I realized I, that was a, one of the worst decisions I ever made. But I mean, I'm, I'm better for it now. But and then I worked in bars and I bar, I managed. But I, I don't want to have anything to do with a restaurant. I mean, <laughs> do you even go out to eat anymore? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, like the poor manager comes over and I feel sorry for him. Yeah, no, no, I do, but I, I just don't even. You know, I'll tell you what I don't do much is I don't go out to, to nightclubs that often because I, I worked at them so long that I just don't have I just don't care. I hear you. I don't, don't want to do that. Well, are you a cook? What what prompted you to go into the restaurant business? Oh, my well, because it seemed easy. Uh, <laughs> my mom had, has a restaurant in Ventura. It's called Just Barbecue. And uh, she, she's been killing it since, you know, 86 
And so I thought, whoa, why not just bring those recipes down to L.A. and try that? Well, nobody in L.A. at the time was eating barbecue. And barbecue is like a specialty food. You only go every now and then. Yes. You don't eat yes. it every day. That's true. That's so, true. so uh, you know, it, it just like, you know, just so happened that every, everybody's day they wanted barbecue was none of the days I was open. <laughs> that, and that's hard to do because, like, everybody wants barbecue all the time. On the 4th of July. <laughs> the 4th of July, yeah, right? No, no. <laughs> um, so you, it, one of the things that actually really made me want to book you on the show, and this is me being honest, um, is I saw Three Stooges. And, oh, yeah. and it, was one of those, it was one of those things I had heard so many mixed reviews about and I, I DVR'd it one night, and I watched it, and I laughed probably as hard as I've laughed in a really long time at a movie. It was so silly. It felt just like the, I don't know if anybody here has seen the movie, um, but Isaiah ends up playing a reality star who books Mo in like a, a faux uh, Jersey Shore type of environment. Um, so that got me to thinking about you as just more of a full-bodied actor. Right. Can you just tell us a little bit more about some of your acting experience that we probably that people probably should know? Uh, yeah, I just I got a movie come. Actually, it just came out on uh, iTunes and video on demand. It's called Back in the Day. It opens in theaters January 17th. Um, but it's it's called Back in the Day. You I, the only reason you will recognize me because I am the only black person in the movie. Um, <laughs> so so, but I I play this character called his name is T of course because that's what black people name. Oh, it could have been man man. Ice T. Uh, um, you know what I mean. So anyway, um, I play this character named T in Indiana, and I'm like a friend of the main character. But yeah, I, I um. I've done a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I I've done some spy stuff on Nikita. Uh, I did a little bit on on Chuck. I was I was a de- I'm usually a cop or some sort of law enforcement. I was a detective on on Charlie's Angels, you know. Um, but I I do a lot of different things. And I, I I mean I've done everything I've done is so usually different except for these cop roles they put me in every now and then. So you get to be uh, you get to either be the black dude named T or the cop. So yeah, you, and one day you're just going to arrest yourself in a movie, and then it'll be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, Isaiah, it seems like yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Isaiah, it seems like you're really big on kind of like being able to adapt and kind of, you know, like showcase a lot of different variety of skills and you know, like portray different characters. What's one of the like characters you would want to kind of portray, or like a role you would kind of hope to? You know, like land in a you yeah. Know, big shot out of that cannon. Where did you? Yeah. Where do you want to land? Exactly. Yeah, I, you know, honest to God, I'll be honest. I, I just I I like trying different things. I would love to play a villain. It's just always fun to kind of play off a little bit, play a villain, be a little evil, um, mm-hmm. maniacal. Uh, you know, whatever. That'd be fun. That'd just be fun to do. Who's your favorite uh, villain? <laughs> my favorite villain? Yeah. Sheesh. There's so many of them. You know. There's so I mean, many. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Lex Luthor's always, you know, always pops in my head because my buddy played Lex Luthor on Smallville. But really, <laughs> but, I uh, love yeah, he actually directed me in the movie back in the day. Michael oh, nice. Luthor. He also yeah. he also did another quirky movie. He did that uh, Sorority Boy or yeah, yeah. Sorority Boys. Yeah, and that's also got Harlan Williams, who's also in Back in the Day. Uh, yeah, and I'm about to I, I, later on the, today uh, after all my little production meetings, where I'm gonna go play racquetball with Harlan. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I'd love to play a villain. You know, I do some crazy, but superheroes always, you know, in, in, in my mind. I was gonna say you're a big comic book fan, right? Yeah, hardcore. Um, so you know, I, 
I'm like one of these guys that like loved Spider Man until everyone loved Spider Man, and now I just don't. I'm like everybody likes it now, so there's no novelty. <laughs> you know? there's, there's I think no, it, there's I think no you novelty. Should, there's no fun. I think you uh, should pitch yourself as the as the villain of the Old Spice guy. Just like the evil version of of uh, alter ego. <laughs> yes, exactly. Alter ego. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have too much say in the direction the commercials go. I mean, I have a. I, I have very very little say. Um, I'd say less than a percent. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up, right? Exactly. Uh, I, well, no, no. I mean, they they. The guys are really great. The, the writers are really fun, and and uh, whenever they write material for me. Um, you know, I, I, I say it for them and I, I, I go through it and I act it out as a character. And so based off of how I act it out, they always go like, OK, so that works. That doesn't work. And they ask me, like, what do you you know, how are you going to say this? And, and usually, I mean, we work together. It's a good, you know, symbiotic relationship. Um, but man, is it fun? I can't I can't. Yeah. <laughs> You've never had more fun than well. the best part about Old Spice is that. There's no other actors except for me, so, <laughs> so so it's so much. Don't get me wrong; I love playing with other people, but it's so much fun to just be silly on your own and and no one's stopping you. It it is the ultimate freedom. I guess that's why stand-up comedians love it so much. You know, you get this feeling of kind of being out there on an island, and it's 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 a lot of fun to do. No, as I mean, you can you can pretty much do whatever, right? And I mean, within your boundaries, you know. Um, what I was going to yeah, also please, bring up please. is just this idea. Um, I mean, in my opinion, the Old Spice yeah. campaign was one of the most successful and innovative of, I don't know, the, I would say the last five years, mainly because it was a multi-platform experience, right? It went from the television to online. You know, at one point you, you know, you actually proposed to someone's girlfriend for them, you know, just stuff like that. Um, I, and to the extent that you know, um, how much do you think like digital media has affected the landscape by which brands can have an impact and not only have an impact on their sales and their brand impressions, but also on a career like yours? Right? Brand impressions. That's funny. We <laughs> we had like one point nine billion impressions for that that campaign, Gee, which is unheard of. Like it, it like shattered everything. It was like crazy. Um, but. And it's still it's still garnering impressions, which, which blows my mind. But I think that everything is going to be that way now. Um, you know, I, I think we're we're in a weird place with advertising and a weird place with television and film, where everything's kind of changing as we like in front of our eyes. Everything's kind of turning into a new direction, and I think that everything is going to be online pretty soon. I mean, it just will be. You know. Right. And um, and how much of that? I mean, as far as you know, was just sort of organic growth right you start with a uh, you know a 30 second spot a minute long spot or whatever uh but then it grows into this movement you know how much of that was kind of pre-planned or how much was that just being you know kind of like you said like running the route <laughs> and you just yeah. looking at where you where you end up i would i would say that uh i'd say it's all it was all pre- you know it's it was a happy medium it's right in the middle like there was a lot of you know planning that went into a lot of different things but then a, it was a, there was a lot of luck and a lot of um kind of um these happy mistakes that happened you know cuz just me me in general getting the job and 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 kind of going about things was kind of a it was one of those things that happened that may not have necessarily um <laughs> wasn't maybe wasn't supposed to happen you know what i mean right so 
No, it's so, good. It's, the, it's, it's like those serendipitous, you know, moments uh, that happen. You're like, oh, oh, cool. Let's keep going. <laughs> very much so. It, like it was very serendipitous. It, it was just kind of it just fell on, uh, kind of just dropped, it descended it. You know, like we, I, I really didn't know it was going to take that direction. I, and I don't think anybody else knew it was going to go in that direction either. Um, there was no like, ooh, let's you know, let's create an old spice character and let's let's make you know all these response videos and let's go ahead and um, you know make like seven, eight, nine commercials, whatever it is. <laughs> That's right. I, I don't think the plan was to do that. I think the plan was generally let's you know let's go out there and sell some body wash, you know. And then once it kind of hit and kind of started taking off, I think then it was like, okay, so let's have a little fun with this now. You know? Right. I know. I know we have you for for borrowed time, so I, I wanted. Um, no. Keep going. I want to go back to what Stephanie brought up earlier was this whole, you know, you being a comic book fan and sort of the ultimate fanboy, if you will. Um, And um, I I wanted to just in general, like what makes comic books? There's there's so many passionate fans in that in that arena. Right. Like they are diehard crazy as we are producers in here, like cheering and (laughs) raising. You can you can scream if you want to. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> do you go to Comic Con? Yeah, I do. I go every, actually. I take my daughter every year. We go, but nice. you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, Comic Con is it's becoming like I told you how Spider Man was. You know, it used <laughs> right. to be this sacred, fun thing that I used to love doing and enjoyed. You know, got a big kick out of, and now, you know. I go and I like it and, and it's fun, but man, is it corporate? You know, I mean, <laughs> it is. Everything. Yeah. That's everything. Do you dress you up? Know, it just took they, they took over and it just it it lost its you know it's it's like when oh here's a great analogy okay if I do say so myself <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like when you go from playing little league and going to uh, you know and then you go to pro you you lose that little boy you know thing about you you know that little boy mystique that you kind of like it's fun and you're just playing the game to play the game it becomes a business and and it's it's not as fun anymore you know it it becomes a a job you know and that's kind of how comic-con is it's not it it doesn't have that thing where it's like ooh, let's go meet you know my favorite artists and and see you know uh the guys who create my favorite comic book now it's like let's go promote the this movie that has nothing to do with sci-fi fantasy you know (laughs) let's just go promote our movie down at comic-con because there's a shit ton of people down there you know yeah i'll throw this out to the group though but like how do you how do you preserve that right and and is there an entity that's gotten large and also preserved its essence right i mean you look at what coachella's become right two weekends you look at I mean, maybe Burning Man, you know, which I've never been to, but like it seems like that they've maintained. You, you know, know um, Zach Zach Levi had a had a very good idea. He he uh, he has this group called Nerd Machine, that he, Nerd has, Machine. that he runs, and um, they have a you know they have a little booth and they have a little uh, kind of like a, a headquarters down at uh, at Comic Con, and I he I heard him say this that the idea was to make this Nerd Machine kind of like what comic con used to be you know that fun thing where you can go in there you can hang out with all your favorite you know sci-fi you know uh fantasy movie stars or tv show stars whatever and you can actually like ask them the questions you want to ask them you know get autographs and stuff like that it's not so corporate because no one's promoting anything they're just there to kind of like you know be with you the fans and that's what i think comic con was like about 
Um, and he's kind of, and he's kind of, he's successfully done that every year. He has a really good turnout and it's, it's super fun to go down and, and hang out at, at his headquarters. Um, and I think that's how you do it is you, you don't promote anything, you know, you just kind of go out and you, you, you know, it's, it's kind of hard because stars want to promote their, their newest thing, but you kind of just go out and you have, um, you know, you, you let stars enjoy, you know, the fans. Well, I think that's also okay. like why, you know, organic brand, you know, presence is so important, right? Where as, as opposed to, I mean, in the case of an Old Spice, yes, you're entertaining, but it did, I didn't feel like it was a, a hard sell. I felt like it was a really entertaining piece of content. And I think when you talk about, you know, the origins of a Comic-Con is like that's what people went there for. They went there to, like you said, entertain and interact and not to be sold something. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I, it's really interesting that you bring but that up. I, I, let me chime in for a second. I think the consumer, though, because they're so everything is crammed at them, and so they kind of cause the backlash. I mean, it's, 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 I guess it's the gift and the curse, right? Like if, when you're successful at something, like you know, you do something at the at the beginning because you you care about it and you're passionate about it. I'm sure, like when you played football, you like it was. It was because you had a passion for the game, and like you said, as you start to scale up, I'll be on, that's fun. That's funny you said that, but I'll be honest with you. I never had a passion for football. I just did it because I was good at it, and it made me a little money. I'll be completely honest with you. Shout out um, to the Tennessee Titans. I enjoy watching it. Oh, I, I was enjoy watching it way more than I loved to playing it. But I just happened to be a good athlete, and so that I I could kind of get I could get away with you know, half-assing it at football. Right. It just t- took me to the NFL. So after four years <laughs> Some hobby. doing this, I, I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't even like this game. Like, I like it, but I don't love it to the point where this dude over here who loves it is, you know, struggling in camp. And, you know, he loves the game. Struggling in Little thought. League. What do you mean camp? You should see these crazy parents. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I struck out in T-ball. I was like seven years old. Haven't picked up a bat since then. Listen, 30 my, years. My, my son is the ball boy for my husband's team at Elko. And they interviewed him because he's an exceptional ball boy. He'll be 13 in a couple of weeks. He has no desire to play the game whatsoever. And so they interviewed him and they said, well, Ben, you're going to be a football player like your dad? He said, oh, no. He said they get concussions. <laughs> <laughs> smart <laughs> kid. That is smart. Um, and, you know, one thing I was going to say is just like, just kind of going back to the, the, the fanboy piece of this. Um, because I look at like how passionate those fans are and they will nitpick on the length of Batman's cape, you know, or versus, you know, versus like, like I'm a comedy fan. Right. And if somebody quotes Bill Cosby, I'm not going to like sit here and debate with you on whether he said doll or doll. Like, you know, (laughs) Um, why do you think, including yourself, why do people take such vested interest in these sorts of heroes? Uh, you, this is what I think. I think when you read a comic book or, or or you get into a graphic novel or whatever, the reason why you get into it is something strikes a chord with you. You recognize something in that book that you recognize in yourself or something. There's there's a correlation between something you have, your innate personality and something that's in that book. So you personalize it and you make it part of you. So, for example, we'll take Spider-Man. Spider-Man was this uh, high school kid who was a little bit goofy, you know, whatever. But he put this, you know, costume on and he had these powers. And all of a sudden he had wit and charm and he could just he could he could fight villains and deliver witty banter at the same time. Um, 
you know, so I identified with Spider-Man. I always thought that I was a little awkward in school. I'm sure other people will disagree. Um, but I always thought that I was a little bit, just a little bit awkward. But on a basketball court or on a football field, I could beat just about anybody you put in front of me. Um, and so I kind of identified with Spider-Man. And that was like my superpower was sports. Um, and so when you identify with that, you kind of take it on as yours. And when people don't really like change that much, don't know if you guys know that or not, but, um, uh, so, uh, so when you change something on someone, uh, or on something that someone thinks is theirs, they're like, wait, what are you doing? That's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. Batman doesn't have his cape is supposed to be, you know, three quarters length. Why is it, you know, three and eight, whatever, you know, people get little like ticked off about that. And I, and I just think it's because people, they take it and they make it personal. Right. And so they think it's theirs. You know, it's like, it's people, people do with everything actually, right. you know, like, like you see somebody, a, a star, for example, remember that chick, Carrie Russell, remember when she was Felicity yes. and Felicity was like, everybody was all into Felicity. Then she cut her hair and it was like, Whoa, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> uh, uh, it was suicide. Uh, it was. Yeah, I remember? And everybody was just like, oh, my God, I don't want to watch Felicity anymore. And it, for like a season and a half, you know, they, their ratings dropped because this girl cut her hair. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's the same thing. You know, people get t- they get tied to a vision. For example, if you take the old Spice character, you put a shirt on him. I'm sure it's not the same thing. In no. fact, it's just me. It's not <laughs> <laughs> the old Spice guy. But uh, It's just tea. Um, it's tea. You just get, you get yeah, well, he, he's actually fat. Um, I gained, I gained, I gained uh, weight for that role. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I, I got pretty big for that. Um, I gained like I got up to like two forty, uh, and I normally tip the scales at like two fifteen. Um, but wow. but yeah, but it would it would be a variation of that, you know. Um, it's just it's weird. People just once once you have an idea of something, you don't want it to change. No, I get it. And, and plus, I mean, I think the the thing, a lot of what we talk about in this show, also when you when we talk about like innovation and what it means to people, a lot of times a common thread is empowerment, right? And these characters empower these individuals in a very oh, specific yeah. way. And so, like I said, you're altering the thing that's like giving me, I don't know, a voice or, a, you know, a life outside of my normal day to day. Oh, Spider-Man definitely empowered me. I, I I would think that I was Spider-Man on the court or on the field. I would be like, oh, man, that's what I, I'm. I'm just like him. You know, like I'm out <laughs> here and I'm doing superhuman things. You know, I, I, like you really think that and you feel like like, wow, he's, he's enabling me. And how many how many comic book phrases or how many comic book like you know idioms or whatever are now in the public lexicon like people just say crazy things they're like like holy cow like somebody says that and you're like oh yeah <laughs> my husband you know, says right. shazam i mean yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, all, it's all out there nowadays you know people people take that stuff and like they run with it you know but you know what um, i'm sorry to ahead, cut you off i was no, gonna say please. as a producer and i always tell folks especially when you're doing looking at adaptations so book adaptations specifically and so you read the book your mind is far more creative and these characters come to life for you and then you always hear audience say well that wasn't in the book or the book didn't mm-hmm. that's because you've taken one person's adaptation of it and forced it upon right the mm-hmm. audience 
Yes. And so that's what's real difficult about those characters coming to life off of those pages for everybody else, and it leaves them open to opinion. Right. Yes, they've already, you've already started the lore. It's already been, you know what I mean? You know the history, you know everything else. Now you're putting it into a film format, and you're like, oh, well, that you know, he didn't do that. What are you talking about? Right. He doesn't shoot. It, the webs weren't natural. He built web shooters, you know, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so you change little things like that, and you're like, what's going on? Like, Batman doesn't talk like he has a cold. Like, what's going on with this? Dude? You know? <laughs> or he doesn't sound like he has a cold. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's what's going on. But, but you know, you accept it for what it is. Eventually, you go, okay, fine. You know, I'm in. Or you, or you could critique it, and you're like, I don't like it. You know, for these reasons. So, uh, it, it is what it is. You know. All right, I got. I have two more questions. Yeah, um, one, uh, you know, kind of going back to the brand side of things. Um, you know, you look at a lot of brands that do this the opposite way, right? Like you look at Polaroid tries to tap Lady Gaga to, you know, to be their brand ambassador and it, you know, and it flops. Uh, will I am an Intel. You have all, a lot of times the brands will go to the talent where I look at Old Spice kind of built this from the ground up. Um, do you see any advantage to one play versus the other? Right? Like where this sort of they built this they started with the creative on the Old Spice side where the other brands tried to go and borrow someone else's creative. Um, do you, uh, aside from it boosting your career, do you see an advantage to one side of that coin or another? I think you all should always start with the creative. That's just me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I would be nothing without the creative, you know? Right. Um, I, like Eric and Craig, the, the two writers in my spot, those guys are brilliant. They're brilliant. I've actually learned so much just from watching those guys go about their business. Um, but if you, if you don't have the right creative, if you don't have somebody who's out there delivering it um, or bringing it to the table so, so that the actor can deliver it, then you have nothing. you know. And, and by the way, it, it like I said, you never know if that relationship's going to work out. And I think that's what the audition process is for, right. is to find the, find the relationship sometimes. Um, and sometimes, you know, you, these people, you know, uh, I'm guilty of it, too. You sit in a room and you go, OK, who would who would match well with this person? And so you just think of these big names. You're like, oh, this guy. Oh, Idris Elba. Oh, you know, uh, oh, Chris Evans. You know, um, I'm naming like all Marvel people. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and you're like, oh, this guy, you know, and you think these these people would fit together. And sometimes it works. For example, the Avengers. And then, you know, other times it doesn't. Right. Fantastic Four. For example, oh boy. <laughs> uh, there, there you go. Yeah, you know, and, and by the way, I like Fantastic Four. By, well, t- I take that back. I thought Johnny Storm was the best. I thought Chris yeah, Evans exactly. is the best Johnny Storm ever. Um, and, the be- and a good cast in America, too. So, <laughs> Would you um, create your own? Have you I'm in, in I'm in the midst of doing it now. Good. Yeah, that's I'm, what you, that's I'm, what I'm you have to do. I'm literally in the midst of creating um, a superhero right now. That's what this that's what this meeting is about. Good, um, good for you. Nice. Well, we're going to stay on and, and record it. So um. yeah, no, no, no problem. <laughs> so it's all access. It's like HBO twenty four seven. Just come on in with the camera. We don't care. You just gave me an idea. Innovation Crush twenty four seven. We're going to do it. Um, yeah. and we won't start it now. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, so breathe, breathe this, uh, this conversation in, you know, um, and, and reflect a little bit and just like kind of on your career path and, uh, the things you've experienced along the way and complete this phrase for me. Um, sure. Here we go. Let's go. Oh, this is like, this is like, um, not saying anything bad about what's going on. This is like the electric company. 
perhaps that's you, you just, I think you just outdated my uh, my reference capabilities. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I remember the electric company. So <laughs> like, maybe like bah. the electric company. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, you, you, you would do that. It was it was kind of fun. But oh yeah, let's, but let's do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> um, complete this phrase for me. Innovation to me is uh, innovation to me is um, having a wherewithal to to. Um, and what, what do they say? When, when opportunity meets uh, preparation? Yes. Good. For me, it's when opportunity meets preparation H. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other show. You know what? At least you get the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that donut he's sitting on. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> uh, I told Robert it was a whoopee cushion, but he's like, what come it's not making any noise? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I want to thank you for, uh, for joining us today. This is, this has been awesome. Um, yeah, man, no worries. Any, any, I, I say this to everybody and nobody takes advantage of it, but honestly, anytime I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm always open to have a good conversation about comics and, and myself. So nice. <laughs> so, no. so I'm, I'm, I'm always uh, good for that. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Um, and everyone, uh, this has been another episode of Innovation Crush. We appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Or at least we'll talk to you next time. If you like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and 3 comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.